Welcome to Juice Podcast. I'm Emily Harmon. And I'm Gwen Douglas. Today we're talking about the Syrah or... Shiraz. Grape variety. <laughs> so Gwen and I, as usual, have bought a bottle each and we just thought um, we should talk a little bit. We haven't done that many single varietal red episodes, so we thought let's choose one of the grape varieties that we really enjoy. So we thought Syrah. Yeah. So what do you think about Syrah as a grape variety? Like, what do you think of when you so, first... I would probably say that it was one of the first red wines that I got really into, that I, yep. that I liked a lot. I think probably because it's juicy, big, there's some flavours that I could identify. Yep. I also like things that taste a bit piney, so... And growing up in North America, did you... Did you think, like, did you know Syrah to be Syrah, or did you know Syrah to be Shiraz? Shiraz. We're drinking yeah. Australian Shiraz, yeah. generally in North America, I would say. At the bulk level, or like just... Probably, but I mean, yeah, yeah that would have been my been Cuvée Buffet, like at the buffet restaurant, Cuvée was there any... <laughs> yeah, maybe around the time of Cuvée Buffet, and perhaps a little bit later, I'm working in other Cuvée places. Buffet Red, many shades of Syrah. And when I worked at a cocktail bar, we used to like the sparkling Shiraz a lot. <laughs> That's so interesting that you had sparkling Shiraz in Canada. But from Canada or no, from, from Australia? Amazing. Because the sparkling that we served as our sort of like quote-unquote champagne, <laughs> if someone wanted a fizz, was also a sparkling uh, Australian. Okay. So make... I thought you were about to say when people wanted champagne, no, we gave them sparkling God, no. Shiraz then. I was no, like, no, oh, no. that's fucking... No, we used to do like, uh, we'd take the sparkling Shiraz and add like a little bowl of raspberry sorbet or lemon sorbet on oh, top nice. and do like some yeah. sort of ice cream float sort of idea cocktails yeah. that were quite nice. Boozy ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's so funny. So growing up in the UK, you would assume because well, I guess it's all part of the Commonwealth, but you would yeah. assume that you'd get more. Like I don't ever remember seeing sparkling shiraz growing up. I don't think I've seen it much since. Yeah, to be honest, because I would actually happily drink some. I reckon if if there was more sparkling shiraz that was cheaper and not because now it's it's actually quite expensive because yeah, this was cheap sparkling shiraz. The stuff that we were getting was not expensive. Like yellow we, tail, yeah, ye- yellow tail yeah. with bubbles. Maybe, yeah. yeah, about like yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I oh, I came very close to bringing a yellow tail bottle. So I know you kept threatening that over message, and I was getting a bit nervous. I was like, but I actually it would have been interesting to check yeah, it in. Yeah, because we had the conversation when we did Sauvignon Blanc, but Oyster Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some and of those I, things are kind of. And I think that's that's the thing. All of these bigger producers that are making quite industrial wine are responsible for us getting familiar with some of these totally. varietals. So um, they do have a place in terms of education. Um, maybe not always the best education, but a good intro. And I think still, um, even on the commercial scale, that you can still see what Shiraz right. is all about to some sure, degree yeah. or not all about but partly of what, what it's about But I have to say that like one of the moments it was a wine that you brought over to my house a couple of years ago before I did the Court of Masters exam and it was like a spritzy Vin de France Shiraz <laughs> and I remember it was such a great lesson for me in Shiraz because it was such a different styles yeah it was sort of like a Shiraz on steroids that gave me the idea of like all the tasting notes that will be burned in my head forever this sort of like pine needle Mm. fruit all the different things that now I think okay that's what that is yeah yeah that's your go to yeah yeah I think so when I think of Shiraz I think of a wine that's sort of usually at least medium bodied but sort of medium plus to full bodied I obviously immediately go to the Rhone Valley which is the home of Syrah um, and I think of 
leather, I think of plum, I think of violet when it's young, I think of pine forest, like you said. It's like hedonistic kind of like feeling about it, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's dark, you're right, It's you're completely right with that, because it's dark and it's sort of moody. Sexy. But it's pretty and aromatic, like it's botanical to a degree as well. This is like... Like a being in a pine forest with the sun shining above you, where you're like in this like dark, cool place, but there's all this sort of like heat and, these fr- and these fresh around. notes yes, as well. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So it's like summer day in a pine forest. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. Actually. So I think I wouldn't usually say this because we've bought two different wines, and I actually have a new world wine. But I actually think we should have the new world wine first because I think it's going to be lighter. It's a bit of an atypical. I think if we, you know, everybody, when they read and they learn about wines, they're like, oh, the New World wines, they're bigger, they're riper. But now, today, things have, things have changed and there are people working and making... It's actually harder to blind taste wines than it's ever been. There are people making wines in warm parts of the world. They're making fresh wines, vice versa. I guess, is that, is that just a, because there's so much combined knowledge now and yes. this sort of ability to share knowledge quickly yeah. and easily that people can and have I, more in their And I think because, exactly, and because the consumer's more knowledgeable, more open, this natural wine movement has helped with that a lot, that producers like Craig, who we're going to try now, can be really bold and courageous and artistic with what they're creating. Um, I love the name of this. Yeah, it's such. Yeah, it's. I like the. I like the font. I like the label. Yeah, it's a very simple label, um, but it does speak quite well. So this is 2017 um, El Bandito, the dark side from Testalonga. I love it because the font looks like the Lucky Luke font from the Belgian cartoons. Uh, it is, and I love that every time he makes a wine, there's like in the obviously there's those oh, ridiculous. Yeah, oh, there's I a little it. jail um, barcode. barcode. And then there's also this, the little comments. Like, So there was one that he did um, where it had a woman's like bum, like just in a thong, yeah. but a photograph on the front label. And I think it said, um, it was something about like, it, there was a peach joke on the back or something like that. How do you like those apples? Okay. Like, so how do you like those apples? This one says, lots of fun was wine. What's, lots of fun was had making this wine. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to try this. So 100% Syrah. Um, Craig's one of the um, sort of leading names in the Swatland. So that area, an hour or so north of Cape Town, which um, has seen like a huge movement over the last decade of really interesting small producers. Like uh, we, we tried Smiley together. Yes. That was, you know, quite a few that toured. Bought yes. with us, uh, bought over to us in in that episode on South African wine. Craig is sort of, for me, one of my favourite producers in the area. His wines always air on this purity and this freshness, and I feel like more and more they're getting better and better. So I've been buying Craig's wines since 2011 or 12. And um, and I met him. He used to be making wines at this winery called Lamazuk, and he left there and um, and then set up his own project. And he was quite experimental, and his wines were very extreme at first, almost like abrasive because they were so acidic okay. and fresh. Not in a bad way, but yeah, like yeah. just for some people, like almost too acidic. Okay. And I I actually said to him last week, I tasted the new vintages and said, oh, the wines. He's understanding them more and more, and you see the details more and more. And they, there is just this pure line in all of them, and they're all fresh. So when you want to, when you drink them, you want to drink the whole bottle, twelve percent alcohol. Yeah. What do you think of it? It's really nice. And yeah. to be honest, I wouldn't have maybe pegged it immediately as being like other than there is because like a of real the fresh acidity. But yeah, it is quite like light, and there's sort of a delicateness about it that I didn't necessarily expect. Yeah. 
I mean, 12% cereal we don't get to try too often, but I love that it's still got the spiciness. I love that it's got this violety character to it. Uh, it's just got less of those more animally savoury notes. Sometimes yeah. we associate Syrah from the Northern Rhone. Oh, it's really nice. And it's not like Shiraz from Australia that's really no. compact and deep. This is like pure, fresh, almost like Beaujolais style. Totally, exactly. I think this is a bit of beer. This is Syrah for the Gamay drinker. Yes, yes. Like I would definitely, which is not something I would ever think to say like, oh, you like a Gamay, yeah. have a Shiraz. Yeah. But this is yeah, very uh, surprising. Food pairing. I mean, I think you could have a lot of things with this. I mean, like, it would probably make a really nice risotto. Oh, that's a nice, yeah. But I was thinking even just like, just like a simple minute steak and potatoes with like, choice. Oh my god. Yeah, something super simple. I think would work. Like, I would have this like on a weekday dinner. Drink this with something. Yeah. Easy. Roast chicken. Yeah, roast chicken, little, you know, pork chop. And what about, yeah, I mean, I or Chinese potatoes. food? Oh, yeah. I just want to have it with, like, potatoes and creme fraiche and chives. A baked potato. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, or if you needed to pack, if you wanted to, like, pair um, cereal with Nadini Zalou. Um, if you wanted to pair, like, cereal with, like, raw meat, like, maybe, like, steak tartare yes. would be quite nice, actually, because yeah. it's not too heavy, but it's got enough acidity. That actually would be very nice. Yeah. And steak tartare or, like, some, like, vitello crudo or something like that would be quite nice. Yeah, I think the, what you just said with the tartare is a fab idea. Yeah. Oh, it would be so nice with like capers and pickles and mayo and yeah definitely mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. so when I have tartare I don't want something too strong but no. I want something that's got some character nice with a bit of spice and also the good acidity I as think well the acidity is perfect for yeah. it yeah very yeah. nice shall we um, I'd love to try what you've got over there I can see that we've got empty glasses mm -hmm. so I guess we better fill up so I've brought a 2016 Cause Hermitage, Appellation Cause Hermitage Contrôlé, from Alain Greyot. Oh, the man. So, the man, the legend. I know that you know, the, you know of the man. I did not. I just yeah. thought this was a classic-looking Rome. <laughs> so one of the only, um, funnily enough, one of the only Syrahs that I like from Morocco, mm -hmm. and actually one of the only red ones that I really, really like from Morocco, uh, is an Alan Greyo project as oh, well. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, he's making wine in Morocco. It's Tandem. Or Tandem. Oh, oh amazing. So French Tandem. Tandem, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, iconic producer. And I guess um, what's really good, that I mean, the wines for Crozet Hermitage, obviously they're a little bit more expensive than other producers, but I think the wines are really good. And he's kind of a specialist in Syrah because most of his vineyards are 100% Syrah. Syrah. Yeah. Um, so let's have a, yeah. if you don't so mind. We're looking up, he used to work in, what was the work he left behind to become a winemaker? He was in some sort of like eco-chemistry. Yeah, or uh, agro-chemistry, agro that was Agro-chemistry before. Which means he has obviously an interesting approach. Yeah, so he, he had a career in agrochemicals in 85, left that in 85, sorry. Uh, and then he rented out some parcels of vine, slowly got more and more, owned his own vineyards eventually. 
Uh, and he's, he is, he's quite a, a well-respected, well-considered producer in the Rhone who also consults on a number of different projects. You know, I went to Venice recently and I tried those wines, Orto, which are yep. made on Santorasmo Island. He consulted on the vinification there and works with a number of different growers in different places. Um, cool. So he's, yeah, he's got a good understanding of, I, I think, making terroir-driven wines, wines that represent the great variety and where they come from. Yeah, yeah very cool. And also the person. Terroir's also the person, I think, as well. But this, oh, I mean, it could be nothing else than the Rhone. When you smell this wine, the perfume... Yeah, it's really... It's got this violety, almost rose petal. Like, it's really... A leathery, almost like baked earth sort of notes. Briny, olive brine, tapenade. Yes, totally. I mean, it's a lot more complex. Mm, I think it is more expensive as well. Definitely makes my mouth water. I don't remember what I paid for it because I bought two know? cases of wine at the same time. So this is definitely when you're eating like Sunday lamb, mm-hmm. like a roast dinner with lamb, roast lunch Sundays. This would be a hell of a wine. This one lamb has with capers and tapen, like mm-hmm. lamb, olive, capers, like that's what that's what. I mean, I'm you're thinking. speaking my language. Those old things yeah. I love to eat. Yeah, except the lamb. Except the lamb bit. <laughs> Maybe with this it would be more. Most powerful. of the time you're eating it without knowing. I oh, know, well, that's top to oh, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, I just kicked the, kicked the bucket. But it, this has quite a, like, it's very cr- like crunchy. Yeah. Like, there's a big, like. Again, snap. good acidity, but you're right, yeah. more tannin, like, it's got a little bit more grippiness to it. Yeah. Mm. I want to sit in a log cabin. Oh yeah, you've just got out of the sauna or something. You're in like in Scandinavia, mm-hmm. or maybe you're in Canada because you're Canadian. It's kind of the same thing, to be yeah. honest. Looks the same. That's a nice idea, actually. Come out, it's snow out. So, yeah, it's yeah. not very seasonal for you've right got, now. Like a little bit of. A... But even a log cabin in the summer on a cool, cool night, if you're up in the mountains or somewhere, it's like. I think the smell of Syrah would make fire. a great perfume. <coughs> oh, totally. You're right, like camp. Campfire, campfire. But like, like this, this would be a leather great note. Campfire summer yeah. wine. What oh, when it's about? maybe like European summer, yeah, like yeah. but northern European, like English summer, where it's still cold at night, <laughs> and you have to light the fire because it's getting a bit nippy, and you, you forgot your jacket because you were so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every English person in England, they were like, "Oh my god, the jackets. sun's out! It's gonna be really warm forever now." Okay, it's eight pm. Oh my god, even... I'm really cold. I've got goosebumps. I don't even think there's that much of a thought process. I've seen people not wear shoes and socks or coats and it'll be like torrential downpour and five degrees the Brits yeah, are mad. like I'm fine I'm going to pay that 50p for coat check I mean to be honest <laughs> I mean go look around Berlin as well it gets a bit <laughs> well <laughs> there's a lot of people that look like they're from the Kevin and Perry film here just like skinnier <laughs> that's all they all kind of look it's like, like everybody's cartoons. Yeah, also looks like people have traded like parts of their shell, like shell suit sets. You know, like yes. so they're like, oh, I'll give you my jacket for your jacket. So you see all like these mis- mishmash like eighties. <laughs> I have been looking for a shell suit, but a complete one. Yeah. But I think all the all the trousers like spontaneously combusted in the nineties. Like, <laughs> were they like banned in Liverpool or something? They were like so flammable. Yes, they're like highly flammable. Kids were like smoking <laughs> cigarettes behind the bike sheds or whatever and setting themselves on fire like Roman candles i mean what a way to go yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like some sort of Viking send off. Like your shell suit explodes and you're one with the night sky. <laughs> well, this is where this Shiraz is taking yeah. us into. Some... Yeah, the night sky. Yeah. Up in flames into the night sky with Syrah from the Northern Rhone. I do, I do think that I would want to eat something with this, though. Mm. I think the acidity is probably a bit too high for me to just I, drink well, alone. I could probably polish one bottle off, but if I was going for a second <laughs> with somebody else. Yeah. yeah. I like it, but I think... I've just noticed as well, which is very funny, they've obviously put the wrong label on this bottle of wine. Sorry, I've just got distracted really? from what I'm saying. Oh, this is the Magnum label. Look, it says 1,500 oh, litres. They were just like, fuck it, we're fine with these stickers, no one's going to read that. Yeah, an illegal label, essentially. Alan gray Take more tut, care. Tut, tut. <laughs> yeah, you bad boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> we like it, we like the bad boys. No, I think you're right. Um, even just like a plate of charcuterie, yeah, some sausage salt something. even. Something with a bit of spice, Fat, maybe. Maybe a bit fatty. Yeah, fatty. Just something definitely. to like balance out the acidity a little bit. Or even, um, it's funny, I also find like Syrah can go quite nicely, like sheep's milk, hard Ooh. sheep's milk cheese. Yes. I can totally aged see pecorino yeah, or something. Yum. Yeah, That'd be really good. Yeah. That's a top wine. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, food pairing with Syrah, I always think herbal, herbal meats, herbal spicy meats. Yeah. yeah. In all its forms. Charcuterie, raw, right. with the tartare, yeah. like we were saying before. And then, um, like, yeah, Sunday roasts, like, or even, like, you know, barbecue. Yeah. Because this could stand up to, like, mustards and condiments and things yes. with high acidity. It would be totally fine. Totally. Yeah, very nice. Even like, um, you know, like you have like pulled pork sandwiches, maybe not even pork, but like even a beef burger. Beef burger in a glass mm. of Shiraz. Oh my God. Well, that's going to maybe have to be another quote unquote comfort food pairing. <laughs> Doesn't quite have the same ring. I know. Is pizza junk food? Is it comfort food? I don't know. Is what it, is the is difference? A, is, a, is a decent burger comfort or junk food? I guess it depends how it's made. Yeah. We're curious to hear what what's your favourite Shiraz? What's your yeah, favourite what's syrup? your favourite Shiraz? What do you like drinking? Uh, what do you like eating with this, with your syrup or your Shiraz? Do you prefer Australian? Do you yeah. prefer French? Do you prefer South African? Do you have a line on some sparkling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want to know. Who's tried some sparkling Shiraz? We'd like to know what you're eating it with. We want to know everything. We're just eating nosy it bitches. It. Eating with it. <laughs> we are nosy. So, uh, we'd Thanks. like to hear all of that. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at juice.podcast. On Twitter at juice underscore podcast. And get yourself a snazzy tote bag at juice.show. And, yeah. yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Anybody in Berlin on the 16th of June? Visit um, us. Yeah, come come down to um, a wine fair at the Mickelberger Hotel, Mickelberger Sommer Weinfest. I'll be there skulking around. Yeah, from 2 p.m. onwards. Brilliant. Look forward to it. See you then. Cheers. Cheers, Gwen. Cheers, Emily.